fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Tuesday, June 6, 2017, and this is the ride. Today I'm going to make a choice. Today I'm going to make a choice. Today I'm going to make a choice. What's that choice? I don't know, but I'm going to make some choices. You are too. Let's make them according to the Word of God, shall we? Let's make some good choices. I don't want to despise people. I don't even want to despise a circumstance I'm in. I want to recognize the opportunity it presents to me. What do I, what do I mean by that? Well, if I'm at a position where I'm at a plateau, I've reached a summit and I've conquered and I'm victorious in my life, what does that represent? It means it's a reminder that God got me this far. And maybe it's a place where I can get some rest and prepare for the next thing, whatever that next thing is going to be. If I'm in a, a, a low season, in a period of time when I have difficulty, that reminds me of a, of a time that I really need to call on the Lord. Because I remember the last victory I had, and it was because of Him. Don't want to despise. I'll explain why I use that word in a minute. I've been driving to work these days and I've been noticing activity in the farm fields around me. These little green things are coming out of the ground. It's pretty amazing. They're all in a row. Almost like somebody intended for that to happen. Like it was planned. Deliberate attempts at making these little green things pop out of the ground as though there is some kind of value to them. Well, of course, you know what I mean. I'm I'm referring to corn, and I'm referring to these little sprouts that are emerging into the sunshine. They were planned. The ground was prepared. Time was taken to position that potential seed that potential plant rather in seed form and put that put it right where it needed to be and God has put you where you need to be basically on planet earth as a living breathing soul ready to hear his word and act upon it that's where he's placed you and then he's placed you in families families are unique they've got people in them and Your family is going to be different than my family. And your people are different than my people. As a whole, we're a family of God. But your family is different than my family. Lots of nuance in everybody's family. Am I right? But God placed you there. God knew what he was doing. Sometimes adversity causes you to trust the Lord more. And I believe that whatever adversity you may find yourself in, that there is a victory on the other side of it. I believe that. But sometimes the road is tough and sometimes it takes a while, doesn't it? Before you see that victory. I'll tell you a little story about a guy who was down on his luck, didn't have a job, (laughs) 
and was very diligent about interviewing with companies. And that's me, of course. But I want to tell you the story about the the interview pad. See, when I started my process of interviewing, it'd been a long time since I had interviewed, really, and I needed to get one of those black leather or pseudo-leather uh, I don't even know what you call it, portfolio, whatever it is, just to hold a um, notepad so I could take notes during interviews. You know, you keep your resume in there as well. That kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I got one of those and uh, I'm an engineer so I I removed the, the lined paper that came in it and put in some engineering graph paper which was which went over really well with some of the engineering managers that I was hiring with they thought that was cool not cool enough to hire me but they thought it was cool <laughs> anyway um, so I started this pad now uh, for the most part that was exclusively for taking notes during interviews and through this process, and my wife can attest to this, it was a struggle because I would come back from an interview and, and tell her, hey, this thing went really well. I think we might have, uh, have an offer. But there, wouldn't be, there would be no offer. And so we, you know, dust our feet off and keep on going, you know. Well... It drags on you after a while. You start wondering, is there something wrong with me? 36, I counted it just the other day, 36 interviews were recorded on, the, on, those pad, on that pad of paper. Some of them were phone interviews. I'd say maybe a little bit less than half were phone interviews. And the rest were on-site interviews. 36. And through that process, I want you to picture it. This is about a six-month process, and I would never have thought it would take that long. Especially in my market, I, I felt like I had a marketable skill, and that in the market I'm in, there's a lot of people looking for that skill. Apparently, there's even more people offering that skill. Because I, I think I had a lot of competition. But regardless, God knew what he was doing. God knew where I was. God was with me the whole way. As long as we remembered to focus on him and not our environment, we'd be okay. But remember that corn plant I was talking about? Right now, they're all of two, three inches tall uh, in, the, in the fields I'm seeing. It's remarkable. They grow, it seems like, about an inch a day at this point. And, and of course, as they get bigger, it'll be even more. But before it sprouts, you don't see what's going on. And even once it sprouts, you kind of like, man, I'm hungry for corn. Will this thing hurry up? You know, how silly is that? You got to give it the right time. 
And I can look at those corn plants and see a little bit of movement. When I was going through the interview process, I really didn't see much movement. I mean, it's, it's not like it was a progression, like, okay, well, come in for the next interview, come in for the next interview, come in for the next interview. Although there was one like that. I think I had three different interviews. Actually, a couple of them I had three on-site interviews. And they still didn't pan out. You know, so there was a kind of a progression there, but most of the time it didn't feel like there was a progression. And you really, you really get your countenance downcast at times. Like, what is wrong with me? Has God forgotten about me? Well, I remember the story of Job, and God didn't forget about Job, even though he was going through a lot of stuff. Small beginnings. That corn plant has a small beginning, right? Don't despise the small beginning. I'm going off on a tangent here a second, but I promise I'll come back. So my son is working on sketching to prepare himself for industrial design because he is going to be going to a design school in the fall while he finishes his high school he'll do some of that and he is struggling because he's not the full-grown corn plant that he wants to be right now he's a seedling and he so desperately wants to be at the level of the full adult corn plant but he's still learning and I keep telling him just keep doing what you're doing keep practicing the sketching it will get easier with time I said the only thing I can guarantee you is if you stop it will not get easier so keep doing it I should tell him don't despise the small beginnings and it's a process that corn plant has to go through a process for it to fruit it must be able to get enough nutrients and food and it must have strong roots so it can weather windy storm conditions and and really rainy stormy conditions it's got to have roots maybe that's why we sometimes go through hard things so that our roots will get firmly planted in the Word of God and in our relationship with Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit but that's a process so getting back to my interview pad maybe it's coincidence maybe it's not but the last week I had of interviews of course I didn't know it was my last week but the last week that I actually had interviews I was going to replace that pad, but I thought, well, you know, I've got probably six pages left in it. Probably good. I had three interviews that week. Probably good. So I have one interview on Monday. And I have the second interview on Monday afternoon. And it's too late. At that point, it was too late to, you know, replace my pad. I didn't have a replacement. So I have one pad in there, and there's about two pages left. 
My interview on Tuesday completed my pad. And that's where I ended up. So I'm looking at this pad of paper. And I almost felt in my spirit when I had finished that, taking the notes on that interview. I felt like, you know what, I don't think I'm going to need another pad. I don't think I'm going to have to replace this pad. I felt good about all three interviews. But that last one was where I wanted to be. It told me that that pad is kind of like that corn plant. It started small. And you didn't even see fruit. The fruit would be the job, I guess. But there's so much that has to prepare for that fruit. The plant has to be strong. My trust in the Lord has to be unwavering. Now, you might say, well, you mean God's not going to give you the job if you have periods of doubt? No, that's not really what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that when you operate and you're completely clouded by doubt and don't have hope, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy many times. I would rather be counted as an idiot, stupid person. I'm talking about me. I would rather be counted as an imbecile that trusts in a God that somebody can't see than be considered wise by fools. Yeah, and you can quote me on that one. Life is too short, and I've found that the people that we hold in high regard that we would say are wise and, and all this stuff, when you get to see them, they're people just like you. And sure, they might have a, a niche of brilliance, and they might be an author or a, a celebrity or um, a wise pastor or whatever, but we are all God's children, we are all people, and we all have flaws. I remember meeting a guy who I just idolized when I was a teenager. He was a Christian music guy, and uh, I'm not going to say his name, but you would know him if you grew up in the 80s in the Christian music scene kind of a big, big name. And I met him one time, and, you know, he was past his prime, um, still serving God. But I realized that this guy is not who I thought, or, yeah, this guy is not the idol that I thought he was. So I don't want to strive for that kind of platform where people think that I'm all that. Because really... I think I could minister to somebody and, and do what God wants me to do better if I, you know, if I'm not revered in that way. I mean, sure, you give people honor and all that, but I think people will receive a message if it's coming from a peer, like a peer relationship. So all through that interview process, my corn plan is growing. I'm not, it's, there's no fruit showing yet, but there's growth. And maybe the growth is just my faith in the Lord strengthening because, hey, what, what else can it do if I'm not getting what I need and I know that He, and this is the key, I know that He is the one 
that provides what I need. He's the one. So I lean on him. And that plant develops structures of strength and support to hold the fruit. Had I known, looking at that empty pad of paper at the start, had I known what would have happened, would I have done things differently throughout that thing? You bet I would have. And it probably wouldn't have gotten me... That's terrible English. It probably would have messed me up if I knew the outcome beforehand. Because I'm not operating in trust and faith. It's just kind of almost comical to think about how that pad represented my journey. And when I look back at it now, I I can remember the times when I'm filling it out as I'm interviewing and the pad is half full. And I'm thinking, "Ah, I've got this. And I I don't have it. I don't have the job. The fruit's not there yet. The fruit's not ready. And please hear me. I don't think God's out there with this little corn shaking it at me, saying, this is the fruit. You're supposed to come and get it. He's not treating us like a child like that. I don't really believe that. He's actually treating us like how I like to believe I treat my teenagers, which is to say, I give them opportunities for them to recognize their maturity. I give them opportunities for them to grow their maturity. I'm not a good parent if I'm coddling them and I'm doing everything for them. Case in point, my son has a a room that he does a lot of computer work in. I don't know, for some reason it starts to gather coffee cups and bowls and food wrappers and things like this. And every time I go up there to talk to him about something and see what he's up to, I could take some of that stuff downstairs. If he was younger, I probably would have. And take some of that stuff downstairs and wash it, whatever. But he's old enough now that he needs to do that himself. I know it's a simple thing, but he needs to do that himself. He needs to see (laughs) that there's a consequence of bringing all these cups and mugs up into his room and, and not managing them. I'm not a good parent if I just make myself the housekeeper for him. This is true for my daughter, too. We need to make trusting God a habit. It's, it's just what we do. In the good times and in the bad, we just trust God. So what if they call us an idiot? Why are you trusting God? You don't... You're in the, you know, you're in a place where you're not getting what you need. Uh, I don't care. I'm going to trust God. But what are you doing wrong? It's not happening for you. I don't know. I'm going to look into myself and see if there's anything that might be hindering me, but I'm going to still trust God. I'll repent of my wrongdoing and wicked ways, and but I'm going to trust God. It does work. You may find that the fruit isn't even what you thought it was. You know, you could have been thinking the fruit is a certain thing, a job or 
a house that you really long for, or whatever it is you want, you may find that in this process of trusting God, the fruit is revealed to be something completely different than you were expecting. I've told this to young people before, and I've mentioned it to you all, that when you're, when you're young and, and single and wondering about a mate, focus your attention on the Lord. And that helps prepare you to be a good mate to somebody else. And if they're doing the same thing, then you're both going to be in good shape. But if you're seeking to find that perfect mate or you're, or, or you're seeking, well, basically, yeah, that's what we do. I mean, I'll just admit it. You're looking for the one that's perfect because you only get one chance, one shot. No, that's what I said. You, you get one shot. It's unfortunate, but we look for the perfection in the other person. And we forget that maybe we have some work to do on ourselves. So the better thing to do is to seek God first. And the other things will be added. I'm pretty sure that's in Matthew. 6.33, perhaps. We need to develop. We need to develop into the mature, fruit-producing person we were intended to be. What's your um, pad look like these days? What is it in your life that is not bearing the fruit that you desire? You see there's a potential for something, but it just isn't happening yet. Well, if, if you've been hearing me, I think the real answer is, well, something is happening. As long as you've got your face directed to our Creator, something is happening. It just may be below the surface or in the structure of the final thing, but it's happening. I mean, maybe just listening to this podcast is, is the happening. You're just looking at it from a different perspective. You're opening yourself up to a perspective from a fellow believer. That tells me that you're allowing things to happen. Keep your eye focused on our Lord, and what will be happening is you. You're what's happening. You're what's happening, baby. It will happen. Whether you are trying to develop an artistic skill, or find a job, or find your future spouse, it's happening. Keep your eyes on our King. And when you want to waver, keep your eyes on the King. And then when you want to waver, keep your eyes on the King. You stay in the Word. You live in peace and you pray for those who persecute you. And God isn't finished with you yet. He's not finished with any one of us yet. So that means we are still happening. There are things happening and they will continue to happen. That encourages me that things aren't always going to be the same. Things are happening and you're part of that happening. So jump in the river, my friends. Keep your face focused on the king. And I will see you on the flip.